everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. I'm Tommy, Hello. and as always, I'm joined by Aaron. Me. And tonight we are joined by the queen of Soap Opera Podcast herself, Miss Candace Mack. Let's bring her in. <laughs> Woo! I wish I had applause and stuff for you. Like... <laughs> I should have texted you to wear your tiara. <laughs> I know. And I actually, well, I have a new tiara that I'm going to be wearing tomorrow. Okay. Oh, obviously. As you should, obviously. Yes. Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready for my birthday. So yep. thanks for having me on, guys. Again, okay. I, I I just love you guys, and you already know that. So yeah. <laughs> and we, and we love you. Tonight we're talking about a show that's very special to Candace, Guiding Light. Um, you will, she will appreciate this. I as I was watching it, John came in and goes. You watching God and Light? I was like, how do you know? <laughs> He's like, well, that's my grandmother watched it all the time. She's he went, but she kind of stopped once the clone storyline came around. I was like, well, that's what we're watching. <laughs> that's that is that is the, the controversial storyline. That was definitely the controversial storyline that and it's crazy because you know, recently Days of Our Lives went back to a controversial storyline that many people felt split on. And that was how Gone Light was with the clone storyline. A lot of people was very split about the direction the show was going because at that time, Gone Light wasn't known for being quote-unquote science fictional. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of the soaps that remained humanized like there was human things going on there was you know things that was realistic like breast cancer because that was in the 90s um you know um you know uh cerebral palsy down syndrome stuff so for them to do a clone storyline this was like the talk of the town Mm -hmm. uh did it bring in the ratings do you remember how like how the ratings it was it was well it was late 90s so this is where Again, people people will point fingers at certain things of the downfall. Uh-huh. Don Light at that time was out of the quote unquote. Let me see, I think it was fifteen soaps at the time. Wait a minute, make sure here. May have been a little lesser than that, but it was sort of in the bottom. It was always either seven or nine or even the last one. I think so, it was about eleven. Yeah, eleven. I had to remember. I was like, "Oh yeah, that right. Yeah, that show." Like I literally was thinking. I'm literally thinking of all of the shows that was on the network at that time. So I'm like, okay, at that time range, you know, like NBC had what? Let me see. Beach, Beach days, days, another world. world, and then gone like you know, CBS had all four soaps. Uh, it's crazy to believe this, but you know, ABC had four soaps. At yeah. one time, Our so old, it was yeah. like, yeah, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot going on back in the nineties. The nineties, the late nineties, was a trip on all these soaps. Because <laughs> oh yes, it was. The Secret Room is still one of my favorite storylines. One day, <laughs> I'm telling it's- you that it was, it was that time where it was like, okay, you're gonna have to do something because this was around the time that the WB was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, you had cable kind of dominating like everybody had to have cable like it was it's like now everybody wants to have streaming services Mm -hmm. and so you had that 
opportunity. Sex in the City was new. Sex in the City. I mean, you had the Sopranos. You had, you know, you had to start to kind of separate your show because everybody would say all the ABC soaps were the same. Mm-hmm. All the CBS soaps were, well, suffer too. They were all the same. So Gone Light had to do something to get people talking because that's when you, if you were a soap and you were quote unquote struggling, you had to do something to get the viewers to come in and watch you. Yeah. And that's what Gone Light was doing, especially with that clone storyline, which... It's funny because you mentioned that the show is normally more realistic, kind of like... Right. I would say As the World Turned was yeah. realistic. Mm-hmm. So, but as a Days fan, growing up as a Days fan, I'm like, clone storyline? Sign me up. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, like, and, haven't, yeah. haven't we done this on Days? No. <laughs> right. And I mean, if you think about it, because I don't know if anybody, well, I think people knows where this story kind of came from, because in the real world, okay, yeah, the, they, the they had the lamb, and that's where, mm-hmm. you know, they cloned the animal. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, the next question was, what would happen if they clone a human? Yeah. So... Because at that time, they were talking about, okay, if they take the DNA, it could help with medicine. It could help with with illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, You get stem cells. Um, So, you know, that somehow, Gone Light, I always say this, they knew what they were doing. They were trying to prove a point that, yeah. From the headlines. (laughs) Right, like, this is based on true facts, folks. So I think where they probably lost people were with the age serum that... Age, yeah, because you know, to me, cloning cloning that could have totally happened. I mean, oh yeah, whatever. But the age serum. I was living for the age serum. I was, well, like, oh, I I was, was too because I know I was, on Bethany. Look, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I know many people. Like I said, it's a controversial storyline. But one of the bright spots there was actually three bright spots. Bethany was by far the one big bright spot because if it wasn't for this storyline we would not have had her on gone light and she would not have gone on to To you know one tree hill even (laughs) though she did try for the mickey mouse club that's a whole different story for another guy oh yes oh yeah oh yeah she would have been a perfect fit for that too she can sing she can I, i know i know but you know again you know people had other plans for her i mean you had the, the inside joke of Reva watching the Young and the Restless. <laughs> that was that was like a little like leg, that was like wait Reva watches the Young and the Restless because she wanted to she wanted to go to the GC to see Catherine and yeah, they had to explain. Heard that. Somebody yeah said, go to Genoa City. I was like wait <laughs> yeah that's when they finally kind of mentioned it, it was like. Okay. I love I love when characters watch soaps because you're like it, it kind of sets their tone of their character. Like if I someone know, watches Days, you know they look crazy. I know Michael Baldwin from YNR made an appearance on As the World Turns. Did he go to guiding? Did any was there any crossover? So, so Christian LeBlanc started on As the World Turns as as Kirk McCollin, which was Lisa's stepson. Oh. So before he was on Young and the Rosses, he was on As the Wall Turns. When Gun Light was <clears throat> canceled <clears throat> by that last year, Jeannie Cooper and him made a guest appearance as different characters. Because Jeannie Cooper had said once before, if it wasn't for Young and the Rustless, she would have loved to have been on Gun Light. So for them to make that possible, 
that was that was a real interesting even though i wish they would have played michael baldwin and kathleen chancellor but that's another story for another day (laughs) but yeah you mentioned breast cancer um i know reva had a breast cancer story and because i wasn't a fan of this show i always kind of made it canon in my head that she was dying from breast cancer and that's why they decided to clone her so that it was like she never left now that's not true right that's no. a separate story that's a whole separate story different different decades to be honest oh. um because i'm sorry i just know her as i baptized me the slut of springfield and i was like girl i love you like yes like yes girl yes queen yes you do no wrong now like yeah and i mean that was a that was another big moment you know for reva shane is that you know she she was not like other females in springfield she was always the wild card as i always call her and she didn't make no apologies for who she was and if people didn't like her or accept her be gone she you know, kind of in a way makes me think of Catherine Chandler. You could tell like they're both two females you don't mess with. Yes. Yes. Are they coming I mean, for you? Yeah. I mean, Reva definitely had a heart of gold. I mean, she I mean, she was an iron female, but she she wore her heart on her sleeve. And obviously the you know, her love for Joshua. And I said it just like that because that's how I grew up, you know, saying Joshua, you know, that was everything. She loved to be loved. And with the clone storyline, you actually saw that. You actually understood that Reva, clone Reva, you know, before she was Dolly, before they gave her the name Dolly, she just wanted to be accepted. She wanted to be loved. She wanted to feel that. And then when she became Dolly, she really wanted to embrace that love. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't do it organically because, well, she was a clone of somebody that people already knew in their heads and their hearts. And she she was a replacement. So yeah. how would you feel if you were a replacement but wanted to feel that same natural love? Yeah. So that was a yeah. They named her Dolly just like they wasn't that the name of the lamb? That was mm-hmm. Dolly. Again, rip from the headlines. Rip from the headlines. So, so how did we get here? How did we get to, what was she missing? Like, what happened? So, they- basically, it was the conclusion of the whole Annie Dutton versus Reva Shane Lewis. That was, like, the big cat fight of Don like during the 90s. Annie was very jealous of Reva. Um, for all the right reasons, I understood that. And Reva kind of wanted to to let everybody know there's only one Queen Bee in Joshua's heart, and that was her. So um, towards, like, you know, the big conclusion was that there was an airplane ride, and pretty much Annie and Reva was duking it out, and next thing you know, as all soaps had, you know, the the plane went down, and there was no quote-unquote survivors, quote-unquote. So then Joshua went to Florida, which was the popular spot for Reva because, well, Reva had drove off the Florida Keys years before that. And so he went to Florida (laughs) and, you know, because they couldn't find her and, you know, they kind of gave up hope. And then he met a doctor named Dr. Michael, who was a med... Hello, Dr. Michael. Right. Hello. I mean... Pause for a minute. I googled him today. Found out that he's married for, to Mariska from SVU, and that he plays Charles on Younger. I was like, mm-hmm. I love you at all different ages. <laughs> <laughs> 
find out. Joshua. <laughs> and yeah, so Joshua and Michael met, they talked, and Michael had this brilliant idea, like, okay, how would you like it if we, you know, did something? And Joshua was kind of like, no. Like, I don't want to tempt with fate. I don't want to tempt with, you know, God's work or anything. But desperation became desperation. And so Josh, you know, he kind of went back and forth with it. And then bib- bibbly bobbly boo, this is what I say, bibbly bobbly boo, Michael started getting the work. Okay. They had DNA. And then the next thing you know, Michael calls Josh and says, Josh, come on down to my cabin, to my house. And the next thing you know, we see yeah. Michael with a baby. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the cutest little baby you could ever see, probably. And this is Reva Shane because Josh was like, who the heck is this baby? And that's when he said this was Reva and then explained that the DNA cells created this baby. And uh-huh. Josh was freaking out. I would be too. Like, <laughs> you know, and so then, you know, Josh was like, no, I'm still against this, even though you can't turn it back now because we got to live in cell here. Yeah. And then, you know, Michael explained what the situation was like, you can, gr- you can grow and have another Reva Shane. She'll be just like Reva, your Reva. And that would scare anybody. And okay. so He's, yeah. he was saying Reva so much. He was saying Reva every other word. Like, say hello to Reva. This is Reva. Reva, Reva, Reva. This is Reva. Like, like Reva, Reva, like, Reva. We should have made a drinking game out of this. I'm <laughs> we not gonna, made it through the episode. I, I will tell you this. When you, when, you know, let me see. So when I got older, <laughs> um, which was like two years later after this storyline came out, uh-huh. There may have been a drinking game. <laughs> Cause how long did the storyline go on for? Cause bet yeah. This was like Joy was on there for two years, correct? Yeah, yeah. So so Bethany was on there as teenage Reva. Then, you know, as they went through the chapters of Reva, she left and it, by 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 the fate of Gone Light, they needed a Michelle. Uh-huh. And because of the positive response that Bethany got, they brought Bethany uh-huh. on to play Michelle. Okay, so she was only on for like characters. Uh huh. I think Bethany was only on for like a week because yeah. she kept uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I was just like, man, did this storyline last years? <laughs> no, I actually know the date because when I was Googling stuff about it, it, it ends, this is March 9th, 10th of 98. It ends tragically on August 11th, 1998. <laughs> it was some good, it was some good times. Back I, mean, then. I, didn't, well, I didn't watch Scotting Light, but I knew about this storyline. Oh yeah, you, it, every, when I tell you that so, like I said, the 90s was one of those, you know, was that decade where if you didn't watch something, you knew about it because of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like with Gone Light, you know, being the longest running soap, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in broadcast history, they were doing things that other shows did do. Like, you know, you mentioned Days of Our Lives. You know, Days of Our Lives is that sci-fi soap. One Life to Live will always be known as the, the one time they went underground and the underground city. You know, people still talk about to, that. I want to watch that so much. So oh my gosh, let me tell you something. 
I'm gonna just say this for those who've never seen that, you can watch it on you know YouTube. It was not as bad as people quote unquote, but again, I like those kind of stories. I love those storylines that is outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do something like that, you're considered quote unquote normal. And I always I have a saying, normal is boring. Mm-hmm. Well, if I want to watch realistic storylines, I'll turn on the news. I want to see some people going crazy. I want oh, to see you me. levitating off the bed. I want to see you buried alive, yelling. I mean, that's what God see, was doing. Um, a diner person become your doppelganger and then tell people, you know, they won't know you. I'm, you know, I'm talking about Catherine there. Right. I saw that clip and I just looked at John. I was like, I want to watch more with Catherine in it. Oh, my God. Something about her. Yeah. Guiding Light is the hardest one for me to watch because it came out at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I was always at school. Right. The other soaps kind of came on mid to late afternoon. So like sometimes if I got home, I could catch the tail end of something. Or if I was off from school, I could catch it. And sometimes I would try to watch Guiding Lake if I remembered or if I was up because I was off from school. <laughs> yeah, 10 I mean, Guiding Lake was a rough time for me. Guiding Lake came on so before they made that shift to 10 a.m., 9 o'clock, if, depending on where you lived at, it was always on at 3 o'clock. Oh, really? So it would be the that would be the last CBS soap of their programming because it was Young and Rossless, Bold, as Wall Turns, God Light. And okay. then, like, I'm going to say around 2000, 2006, 7, around that time frame, they moved it in some CBS affiliates from three to 10 because it came on like you said at 10 it came on here at 10 and in Mm -hmm. some places it came on at nine o'clock in the morning oh wow so i mean and in some areas too instead of three it was 2 p.m like i know new york was definitely 2 p.m so it was was 10 well no i mean like before they did the 10 10 o'clock oh really i thought it was always for some reason Uh uh-uh like they started, it was, it was, again, that's when some of the affiliates was just like, okay, well, look, we're just going to give our time slot to something else like Dr. Phil or to um, the Psychic Network people. And we'll just bump, <laughs> we'll just bump, you know, Don Light up to, you know, a time because a lot of people will say this. I wouldn't say it, but, you know, this is, is that this is when people started to lose faith in Don Light because again, it was the longest run. This show started on the radio and made a transition to television. And as you know, they got older, it was like, what else could they do to really bring in and keep the audience? And this, like the clone storyline, just like Days of Our Lives, they did something that was completely left field. But in, in, in a, in a weird way, it did bring people in, but in a weird way, it took people out that normally would watch it. So it was it was one of those storylines that even though people did not like it, if you mention like the top 10 memorable moments of Gone Light, I bet people say clone storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's it's, like these people say devil possession, right? Even though everyone talks about hating it, um, yeah. possession right. storyline, <laughs> right? So, um, but back to the thing. So, you know, Josh, you know, 
agreed to it. Cassie found out. Cassie played by Laura Wright. Um, found oh out. Like, it was so great to see her younger, and she's just right. her hair. How she can? I her, like, her hair was on point back then. Okay, like <laughs> you talk about somebody who has great hair presence. Laura Wright deserves an Emmy for her hair. Like there could be like a. I didn't hair realize. Kimberly Brown was on Guiding Light. Oh, yeah. Kimberly J. Brown. Let me tell you about the star power of Guiding Light back in the 90s. As soon as I I saw her, I was just like, oh, Halloween Town. (laughs) I mean, you had Kimberly J. Brown on there. You had Ryan Brown. You had, um, oh, my God. There were so many people. I mean, Bethany, obviously. Yeah. I was watching the San Cristobal storyline a few months ago. I never finished it. I'll go back to that. But every single episode I put on, I, I recognize somebody from something else. I saw Chris Carmack. Yes. I saw, I saw Jesse Lee Sofer before he yes. was recast. Well, that um, used to be like the funnel. Like you started with soaps. Uh-huh. And then you went to television. And then mm-hmm. you mo- went to movies. Or you, you had, skipped yeah. you I had mean, Hayden you had, as... Um, yes, as Lizzie. Lizzie. Who should have won a daytime Emmy? Just putting it out there. The one from John Tucker Must Die. Oh, um, shoot. I know what you're talking about. Brittany, you have Brittany, Sn- Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow. I love her. I mean, you literally had star after star after Paul star. Wesley after- oh, yeah. Paul Wesley was on there. Well, and I mean, so recast of the Jesse Lee Sofer character, and they uh-huh. said his name, and it was different. And I'm like, no, no, that's Paul Wesley. <laughs> and I googled <laughs> it, <laughs> and I guess Wesley's like his stage name. Yes, <laughs> I mean, you had me see around that time too in the '90s. You had, I mean, like towards it was around the nine late '90s, early 2000s. You had Wes Ramsey. Um, you know, you had a you had a lot. When I say a lot of star power on that show, even Joan that, Collins was on there from Joan Collins. That's a controversial topic, but I love Joan Collins. <laughs> I will say, when it I will, comes to that, even I know that I'm like she tried. She just I mean, wasn't ready me, for it. I don't even think that was it. I just think she was playing the same character she was playing on Dynasty. Was she a recast of an established character? Was she? Like, yeah, she was like she was. As, so, um, so basically, okay. So she played Alexander Spaulding. Let me no. Let me correct that. The great Alexander Spaulding, because we got to put the the great. And you know, it was Beverly McKinney's McKin- uh, um, who played her. Obviously, there is the big famous situation where she left the show, mm-hmm. and then they recast her with Marsh Doucet. The late great Marsh Doucet. Who played Benjamin for a week in 93. Uh-huh. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and then she left because around that time frame, she was on All My Children as Vanessa. Mm-hmm. But they needed to bring Alexandra back. So, again, this is where soaps do. They they guest stint. They was they were starting the casting and everything. And again, Gone Light needed all of the promotion and help that they could get. So Joan Collins, ladies and gentlemen, the great Joan Collins is coming on to daytime. Like that was the big story. It's like Joan freaking Collins, you know, that everybody knew from Dynasty. Um, let me see. What's, what, see, she was just wrapping up, I think, Pacific Palisades. Um, and there was other stuff that she was doing, and she came on to Gone Light. And 
a lot of people will say that was not a good casting decision. Um, to me, like I said, she played the same character that she played on Dynasty. Um, and I just think it was a different feel of the show at that time. But she tried, they tried to make it work. They really tried. Um, but she had the, I mean, she had the, like, you know, Alexander traits down. You know, she was a boss. So, I mean, whoo, man, take me back. Ah! <laughs> right, well, back to our own story. So, yeah. from what we saw, so Cassie, Cassie thinks that Reva's missing. Or yeah, they all well. So they all believe that that time that she was declared dead. Okay, because oh, so they she could not about the accident and everything. Yeah, like everybody knew about the helicopter, like the plane crash that you know. So everybody's you know boohoo and mourning and well, everything. What we watched, she doesn't know yet. Uh, oh, she's, okay. she's saying, "Where's Re- uh, Reva? Where's right, Reva? Right. Where's Reva at? Where's, what's all that?" Josh won't tell her anything, but she sees yeah. the baby picture, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Reva must have had a baby." That, that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was that where. was uh, that was uh, some uh, woo, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but then you had you know <sighs> Michael. Giving the the serum and saying this is gonna help you grow and you're gonna be big and strong. And then next thing you know, the baby turns into a little toddler, and then the toddler turns into a nine year old, and then the nine year old turns into a twelve year old, and then the twelve year old turns into Bethany Joy. And then you know it's like the heck is happening here. And all I remember was. God bless Robert Newman at that time because he had to play that role of a confused Josh because we were all confused. We was like, okay, do you? This was one of those things where, what would you do for love? Which I know was another song for another network at that time for their promotion. But it's like, what would you do? Like, how far would you go to fill that void of your loved one? And again, it goes back to the real life. Mm-hmm. If you had the opportunity to clone somebody that was so dear and near to your heart, would you do it knowing the consequences? Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I think we all I think there, we all would have was done an that. Article that talked I don't about know. This feels like Pet Cemetery. They don't come back the same. Right. And that's when <laughs> that's when that 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 that. you could clone your dog, would you? And I just looked at it and was like, I might. Like, right, and I mean I that was I don't do well with goodbyes. Right, and that was that was the whole mindset is like, what would you do if this opportunity presented itself? Would you have done it? And like you just said, they're not going to be the same because now you're going to have to be the teacher. Yeah, you would have to be the teacher and teach them. Mm-hmm. who they're supposed to be like, how they're supposed to act, who are their friends, because, you know, remember there was the party. Like, I don't know if you guys are there yet. No, where, we just got to okay. the, We watched three episodes, because I don't know if, like, the two, the last two episodes of the week aren't available on YouTube, or if okay. it madness. It um, ended with uh, Reva washing up on shore. Yes. Because and she they that, like a queen. I was like, nobody can lay there half dead. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, that's when she watched them. That's when we knew, like, because we had the clone, the head like Reva does. Right. Because we didn't know, like, obviously, you had the clone running around and you know saying how, like, you know, she's love and all this stuff. Like, she was really, you know, the the whole thing about Joshua 
and everything. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it cuts away. Because I think at this point, a lot of people, I, I just remember, so Papa Digest, you know, they was like asking questions. And I remember my great grandmother and everybody talking, saying, girl, you know, Reva ain't, ain't dead. She can't be dead. No, they can't be. They ain't going to do that to our girl. And then, like you said, it's funny. They cut away. People like, oh, no, it's a soap opera. They can't be dead. But cloning. We draw the line. Like we can't do that. Oh, my grandma was my great grandma was hardcore Reva Shane fan all the way. Like you could not tell her. Like my great grandmother, she would she would defend Reva like a real person. She was like, "Look, just because Reva did this, don't you think she had a reason to do it?" Like, do you do you understand why she jumped into the fountain and she baptized herself the slut of Springfield? Because other people was judged was like people need to judge themselves before judging her. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like Marlena. As soon as we found out she's a Salem stalker, we're like, Stefano did something. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this. we we defend like we defended she's her. She's possessed again. She's possessed again. I'm like this. Well, she probably had. A, I, I keep saying this. Like Marlena probably got sick and tired of all of y'all. But no, I mean, like that clone storyline when then it really heated up because the thing was Annie Dutton was gone, gone. Right. So they needed another quote unquote villain to come between Reva and Josh's love. Yeah. Like that was the big thing is that, okay, what do you do now? If you have somebody, yeah, somebody who is Reva. Mm-hmm. And you have the real Reva back. Yeah. But you're also falling in love with the fake. I mean, it was just like, whoa, like this is trippy. <laughs> like this well, is one of those things. Saw, was Josh saw the nine-year-old Reva? Yeah. And I thought it was funny that she's like, I don't have a name. I'm like, Michael's been calling you Reva this whole time. <laughs> so he's like, you do. It's Reva Shane. So I felt like that was Josh giving in and saying, okay, this is what we're doing. I mean, it was it was really that moment. If you also look, you take a look at Josh's face, mm-hmm. and I think that's when he realized this is really happening. Mm-hmm. This has happened, in mm-hmm. other words, and that he. I mean, once you see somebody who says, "I don't have a name," you can't be like, "Well, you know, I don't know you." Bye, see ya. You you're really watching and you're feeling yeah. these emotions, especially, you know, when you know she starts saying, but you know, like kind of going down memory lane with him because they they grew up together. So it's like Josh is reliving his childhood by seeing Reva and all that. Oh yeah, yeah they don't like yeah. She was Reva was like her parents were the housekeeper. Housekeepers, or- yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So that that's why they've always been like together. Like that's why Reva, if you ever watch, you know, episodes and stuff, Reva would say they known each other since they were kids, and you know, jo- and Joshua was jo- she married Joshua's dad too, didn't she? Yes, that she did. That's her true love <laughs> or something, right? Yes, she did marry HB Lewis. Yes, she did. Sounds like Brooke Logan. <laughs> oh no, she, no, no! I would say this. In order for, for Staffy Forrester, Brooke Logan to run, you had Reva Shane Lewis, honey. You had her, you had her with HB, you had her with Billy, you had her with the half-brother Kyle, and then you had then you had Joshua. 
Oh, Joshua was last. <laughs> Joshua was her first love, but you know, sometimes in life, you can't always get what you want. If you don't work your way through the entire family, are you on a right. sleep opera? And the right. thing is, is that HB knew that she loved Joshua and Joshua loved her. Billy Billy was always in competition, but he knew that, that Reva loved Josh and vice versa. Kyle, I don't know if Kyle knew, but Kyle probably suspected it. Mm-hmm. Does she have kids with any of the other ones or no? Oh, yeah. With Billy, she has Dylan. Wow. Um, which is, uh, you know, uh, 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 oh shoot, the AZ's uh, biological daddy. That's okay. Britney Snow's character. Okay. Um, whose mom is Harley. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm real cool. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and for those who who are trying to block it out, like I am, back beforehand, before the clone, when Harley was the baby's the nanny for the kids, while Reva was dead. She she developed something for Josh and apparently they kissed. I don't remember that. I blocked it out. I have amnesia. <laughs> You're just reading from a teleprompter. <laughs> no, I just remember when people told me. Apparently, I had a I had a blockage. I had a blockage. I don't I don't remember. I allegedly it happened. I it's like days were lost and got like mixed in one. I don't. <laughs> yeah, we do that. When, we do that when any character talks about dating Daniel. We're like, who? Hmm, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was a character named Daniel? No, there wasn't. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I had a there moment. Sh- there should be a character named Daniel who can actually. My mom. Mm. So Mike, Michael mentions that once Reva has aged to her appropriate age, that he'll stop giving her the serum. Mm-hmm. And, but normal, the- and I'm like, that's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, because there's a bottle still there, and it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't leave a bottle of stuff around. Like, come on now, you're a scientist, man. Like, you're cute, but you were kind of stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I remember saying that too. I was like, because she was, he he did say that there was a bottle. He did. I remember this. But she would never know where it is. You leave it right here. Like, you leave it right here. Right. I was just like, wow. Clone storyline that did it. It was just the little pieces of the puzzle that people were like, "Mm -mm -mm -mm." no, it was, I mean, it was, when I tell you that, first and foremost, Kim Zimmer, Kim Zimmer, Robert Newman, uh, the, now I just blanked on the actor who played Michael, Laura Wright. All of them did such an amazing job with the storyline. And I think to their credit, this was when you understood the assignment. You had to sell the viewers the storyline. Even though this was so far-fetched, but again, this came from a real situation in the real world, okay? They just took the theory of which was already being given and playing it on screen, but adding the soap opera flair to it, adding some comedy to it. um, Because, you know, again, when Bethany's character, she went through the angst because she was trying to figure out her own identity. As a teenager, we all went through that. We were trying to find our own identity. And of course, you know, it was the whole the whole Young and the Restless thing. That was like probably one of the funniest parts. And then as you saw the story progress, believe it or not, you start to feel for the clone. 
more so than you thought. And I thought that was, as I rewatched it as many times as I have, I realized that that was what the show really wanted you to do. They wanted you to not look at the fact that, yeah, Josh was desperate enough that he agreed to have the love of his life be there because we all have felt that pain of losing somebody very special who meant the world to us. Mm -hmm. And we always say if we could clone them or magically bring them back, would we do it? Heck yeah. yeah. But then, you know, as the story goes on and you start seeing her connect to the people that was important to Reva's life and not know that this is a, 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 a fake version, you're starting to feel more bad for the clone because, again, what's her identity? Yeah. See, and, I always have yeah. a soft spot for the clones or the lookalikes because... <laughs> They, they take over their life for a little bit and then they see how much love and joy they have. Right. And they go back to their own life. They're like, like I have a soft spot for Hattie Adams. I have a, <laughs> uh, just because I'm just like, oh, poor girl just wants to be loved. She just needs a hug, Roman. Give her a hug. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, and that was the thing. It's like after a while, especially as the storyline deepens, especially when, spoiler alert, real meets, meets the clone, when the mm-hmm. real meets the clone, that's when you really have a hard time to really figure out, like, oh my gosh, like, All I right, well, no problem. We do we plan gotta, on watching this whole storyline, so it's good. we're gonna talk about it some more later. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I know that you have a few other favorite characters, and you had mentioned the character of Danny. Oh my god, <laughs> who's Danny? So Danny dates Michelle, who Bethany plays a, a few months after. Oh, she okay. Yes. No, I'm fanning myself because <laughs> the other characters I really remember from like soap opera news was the cousins, Jonathan and Tammy, and, and Tammy. Like yes. I remember them. Because oh, I was like, thank God this show isn't set in the south. It was hot. It was controversial. It was taboo. This was what Gone Light did best. Is this the kissing cousins that I've heard? Yes, of? yes. <laughs> Even though they didn't grow up together, I like okay. to point that out. I always do that all the time. You had John still cousins. Okay. <laughs> well, that's just like when Aswell turns. I mean, Lily and Holden was niece and nephew. I mean, not niece and nephew. Niece and uncle. If we're gonna get technical here. Wait, she was adopted though. Who is her biological mother? Who's Lily's biological mother? The redhead that was a little crazy. That was that was Ivy. Ivy is yeah. So Ivy is Lily's biological mother. Holden is Ivy's brother. Okay, well I didn't know that. I know, just broke some new new ground for you there. <laughs> Tommy's like, wait, what? <laughs> You, why did you just ruin Holden and Lily for me? Yeah, you oh, no, ruin no, Holden wait a minute. Let me let me tell you something. Growing up, so because, here's uh, because uh, they didn't grow up together, don't fit well. Oh with no, me. wait a minute. So here's the, here's the funny thing. So I I always do this all the time. Like I I love you know I love Lily and Holden. Like Lily and Holden was everything until Damien came up. A lot of people say that. <sighs> <laughs> it just got hot. When I tell y'all, need to do a show on that, and I'll be here for that. But because no, like, 
Yeah. If I would have been Luke, I would have been like, oh, you don't like me being gay? Well, at least I'm not married to my uncle. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it was really taboo. And I mean, again, because of the whole adoption. And I don't think a lot of people put thought into that until like, again, years later, like after you start to really like when common sense kind of kicked in and it's like, wait a minute. What? Just like on Days of Our Lives, you literally have to have a family tree to yeah. figure out who can date who. At and least Days changes people's backstories so that they, they can date. <laughs> yes, John Black. So Brady and Teresa could date. Yes. Yep. So Brady and Teresa could date. They recon John Black's whole history. And yes, she's they not did. even there anymore. Right. And then like on, on Young and the Rustless, you had Cole Howard, who we was thinking was Victor Newman's child, which would have been ill because Cole and Victoria was together. And they recount, you know, they they changed that, thank God. Um, um, I mean, you do, I mean, D- D- Devon and his aunt. Who? Tyra. Really? Oh, yeah, I- I'll-, I'll send you that one. <laughs> that was that was some woo. Well. But yeah, Begone Light was like it was such a a show that got look. They was just like, you know what? <sighs> Here we go. Then we're gonna do this. We're gonna make people talk. And so, I mean, after you had the whole Annie dying, you had the clone stuff. Then there was Michelle and Danny. Look. Do you think that they did this in response to the mob stuff going on on GH? Oh yeah, no. Well, it was the it was the whole thing about soaps. Like every soap had a mob on on their shows. So mm-hmm. Gone Light, you know, had you know the Santos and you know General Hospital. I mean, General Hospital did usher the Corinthos in a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, as well, turns you know, Young and the Rustless, like all these shows was now kind of competing with Prime Time. So whatever was kind of popular in Prime Time that they could take, yeah. you know, yeah, and that was the big thing. I mean, case in point, like vampires and stuff. There was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But then you had them on Port Charles when they rebooted their, their show. Um, yeah. So, you know, and Passions. Vampires? I don't think they did. No, Passions no, they didn't do vampires. Passions didn't do it. They, just they did zombies witches. And, zombies and witches. Witches, yep. So you had that element. And so when God Light ushered a new family, first and foremost, I think it was one of the... And I'm trying to remember this because I think it was a like a seven year, maybe shorter than that, where they ushered in a new family. And because Gone Light was was surrounded by the Bowers, and then you know they had the Coopers, and then the Spaldings, and the Lewises, you know stuff like that, the Shanes, Thorps, you know Marlis. Because at that time with the clone storyline, we had been. I'm a big supporter and we need to rotate the families every once in a while, maybe. Right. That's what I like about days with the price family. Like yeah. it brings in, and I, as I know some people don't like it, but I like that Lonnie's not kin to Abe because now it's like, I feel like they made her kin to Abe so that she was connected to someone who's been on the show forever. So but I kind of like crazy? she's not now. They never did a DNA test with that girl. That's true. We should have, so- we should yeah, that's so, true. So to me, I always feel as though you never did a DNA, but you let that girl believe. Okay, so you know, but again, it's a soap opera. I also um, like though that it shows like chosen family 
can be your family. Exactly. So. Exactly. But oh, damn. Because I love Lonnie and Abe together. <laughs> oh, I do too. It's, it's I, I really do it. I really he, do. He recently was like, Chanel, I'm here for you. I was like, oh my God. I know. I have, I have daddy issues. So oh, I, I was I was there with you. I was like, see, now that's a good man. I see, I said, there's not a lot of so well known actually that he's like the top five because Max Scorpio or General Hospital. Look, he don't have biological kids, but he raised every one of those kids. Robin, <laughs> Georgie, Maxie. They're probably going to be Max's kids. So, you know, like, you know, hey, you know, I got to give him that. So, whew. Um, I can't remember her name, but Danny's mother from the episode. Comment, Santos. Comment, 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 comment. When we, when we watch those episodes eventually, you are going to love her. She's such a good villain. Common, Common was that character. You know I love a villain. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Common, if I could, I mean, put an extra head on the quote unquote Mount Rushmore of female villains that I wanted to slap, she would be on there. She would because Common Common was that boss. Like literally, she took she no puns intended when I well, I don't mean to say it, but I'm gonna say it. She literally grabbed guys by their balls and shook them. Because and that was and that was I I so enjoy even though I, I you know I talked to a lot of Gone Life fans, obviously. And the one thing what? they would say is You talked to Gone Life fans? Not I did Yes, I am surprised you. that I I did not know that they exist. <laughs> I thought I was the only one besides you guys. I was like, what? There is a Facebook page too for Gone Life fans? Like, come, come take me home, Jesus. I was like, yes. But no, like Carmen. Carmen Santos was that girl, that woman that took charge. And she, you know, for a long time, you did have guys dominate, like, you know, the the families. But she was a female. She had a mission. She had, she was everything mm-hmm. that a villain would be, a female villain would be, especially a gangster. Like she was literally mobbed for life. And you did not want to cross her at all. And she ooh, she didn't like the show. No, she didn't. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to watch Bethany face off against her. Oh my God. I'm t- look. <laughs> you got me wanting to watch this show that's been on. <laughs> No, when I tell when I tell you like when you because I because you guys know I watch like you know old clips of Gone Light because sometimes I do feel as if Gone Light the storylines were so it was organic in the sense that okay the show has been off since two thousand and nine unfairly but some of the storylines still holds up now Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of it is that. With that whole Michelle Danny, the story that how it all happened from the beginning of their relationship until when they, you know, the conclusion of it, it still holds up because, again, it's one of those, what would you do for love? Could you love somebody from this background? Can you see yourself? Like, what would others think of you with this person? Because Michelle Bauer, you know, the Bowers was like top priority in Springfield. They were the holy ground. Did the Bowers go back to the radio days? Oh, yeah. Well, it came. So 
you have Papa Bauer and them. They transitioned from radio to television. Yes. So that was like one of the, the longest running families besides the um, Hughes on As the World Turns. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, this was their fourth, fifth, no, fifth, sixth generation of wow. the Bowers. And so Michelle was such a, a, you know, we talk about characters, especially the daughters. And the fact that she was not the daughter of Ed and Maureen Bowers, like that was, I think a lot of people kind of always thought that Michelle was Maureen, but she wasn't. That's when Ed cheated on Maureen back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But with Claire, with crazy Claire Ramsey. Ah! Don't get me started. But no, like we literally grew up with Michelle. So when this storyline about Michelle and Danny happened, again, it was like the good girl Rebecca Buddy played Michelle mm-hmm. before she was on uh, All My Children. Yep. Michelle, um, Rebecca played teenage Michelle mm-hmm. with a little sass. <laughs> with a little sass. She was her own person. She fell in love with Jesse Blue. Oh, thank you, Dad. Jesse Blue. I remember that. I was like, that's <gasps> a weird last name. <laughs> that was, that was, it was like, I'm going to be honest. Michelle had some good love interests. Even though there was one particular person, I always thought that they were going to hook up. They kind of teased it, and that was her best friend, Bill. Bill Lewis. Like, little Bill. And so you had Jesse, and then you had Danny, and Michelle was a trip. When I started watching Soaps, it was the last blast on days that drew me in. Uh So then I started to kind of jump around other soaps and see their teen scenes. And I remember like the glow by Jabot thing on YNR. And I remember dipping into Guiding Light and I was really drawn in by Amara and Jordi Villasuso's character. Yes. Tony. Tony Santos. (laughs) So who is he to Danny? Is he his brother? Brother. Brother. They're brothers? Okay. Yeah. So there was three Santos boys. It was Mick. It was Danny, and then there was Tony. Was Mick the priest or Nick? No. Um, so Mick was a um hmm. He was trouble with a capital T. Yeah, so that was Father Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Mick was trouble with a capital T, and nobody <laughs> liked him. <laughs> and he got what he deserved. Oh. And I said what I said. <laughs> um Aaron Lindsay McKeon plays Mara. Yeah, she played one of the Maras. Yeah. So I think that's interesting that both Bethany and Lindsay McKeon went on to One Tree Hill and played sisters. <laughs> that looks funny. I like it. It was uh that like I said, Gun Light had some stars. I mean I just, I'm just, I'm just proud that I actually got to watch it. You know what I mean? It's like to see, like you said, you know, some people don't even know that Jesse was on, Jesse Lee Sofa was on Don. Like they mostly know him. I was like, I know that piece. I watch Chicago PD. Right. Like people, some people, if you ask, if you ask a fan of Jesse's, they will say, again, some people will say the Brady Bunch movies. Which is true. He was on the Brady Bunch movies, that little cutie. And then, you know, obviously, if you're a soap fan, you remember him being Will Munson on As the World Turns. I was but about to some- say him and Gwen. I remember him yep, and Gwen. Yeah, him and Jennifer oh, Lane. What a, 
I wonder what I've happened to that Jennifer girl. I wonder if, if she's on Yellowstone, which y'all need to check out. Um, but um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jesse was on Gone Light. I mean, look, Eden Regal, who many people know as Bianca on All My Children, she mm-hmm. was on Gone Light for a split second. Oh, who is the girl? The girl that played um, I'm blanking. She played Abby on The Young and the Restless, and then she was on GH. Emmy Rollins. She played Lizzie in the Yeah, league. Emmy Rollins. Yup. And, and and then there was this guy named Tom Pelfrey. I don't yeah. know. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him. I just, so I have to ask. I know it's a sore subject, but how oh did boy. you feel about the P-Pack years? <sighs> okay. I had no problem with it. That's the crazy part. I I think for me, I enjoyed seeing it merge with outdoors because I understood what was going on. I knew financial wise they had to they had to save money somehow. And the it made it feel sorry, I thought it was cool looking. I was like, oh yeah, I thought I thought this added a whole new element to the show. Like, oh my gosh, like that's actually a park instead of the turf on the on a set. I'm like, and I've been to the I was to the set one time. I went to the one where it was on CBS Studios. To me to think that when they were filming in locations, that was cheaper than being on set. Oh yeah. I just don't like because the to... equipment, because of the equipment, the equipment costs. So, you know, you having yeah. the single camera, and I know a lot of people would say, Oh, it was terrible. Again, they was exper- like Gun Light always experimented with certain things. Again, they were the first soap to go on from radio to television. Let's think about that. Mm-hmm. They also was one of the soaps that kind of go to iTunes. If you oh. missed, like, yeah, it was it was it was like if you missed it, it was called like um oh what was it? It was something light, but it was like a recap of everything that was going on on the show. Oh, was yeah, that, that the find your light thing? Was no, it wasn't it? the find no, it wasn't the find your light thing. It was um more so like again, if you like had iTunes, you could listen to the episode like if you wanted to find out what was going uh-huh. on and everything. It was sort of like a recap. Um they did do the find your light, which was like, you know, everybody's favorite Wednesdays. You know, kind of reminded me of, of Young and the Restless right now, um, where they had the special episodes. They were the first soap to merge with with Marvel Comics, which again, I know people didn't like that, but I thought it was genius. You know, um, to kind of have Marvel Comics and a soap opera merged together. Well, yes. when you think about it, comics are just. Like soap operas. I mean, exactly. That's why I hate um, when people get down on soap operas. I'm just like, you have a lot of the stuff you have because of soaps. So exactly. And I know right. you know, Candace, wrestling is a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, wrestling is a soap opera. I mean, I, I always say this: is that anything that's a saga, that's a continuation, prime time is a soap. All your shows that's on prime time is a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with the peak. I, like I said, I didn't have a problem with it because I felt as though we already, uh, you know, when we watch these soaps, these people are real. These places are real. We've heard, how many times did we hear Spalding Mansion growing up? How many times we heard about General Hospital? So obviously, you know, for them to kind of make it more realistic, I had no problem with it. I thought it was genius. I, I really did. I know, I know a lot of people did not. 
and I understand that. But I always say this, if you're a Bold and Beautiful fan, you better credit Gon Light because Susan Flannery traveled from California to PPAC, New Jersey, spent a whole day studying their camera work, went back to California, talked to Brad Bell about it, and guess what happened? Y'all watch Bold and Beautiful. You notice how many outdoor shots they have? You're welcome. <laughs> and, that's the, and that's the truth. She modified it. You know, she was a director. She modified yeah. it. But yeah, I had no problem with the PPAC years. I thought it was, again, knowing what we know now, that they were trying to save money, that they had to do what they had to do. And they were thinking outside of that. Yeah, yeah it didn't matter how much money they said. I still think they were going to be canceled because Procter and Gamble was like, we're done with soaps. <laughs> they were done with well, soaps at that point. They were I done feel. with soaps. I mean, they were kind of take, they were trying to get out of what a lot of people will say is a dying breed. Um, this goes back to the, to the late nineties when another world, when they pulled another world. Um, it was just one of those hard, you know, realities that, the longest running soap opera, really, the one of the first, right, in this whole 90 plus year genre was kind of on its last breath. And that the distributor, the company that, you know, put the show together was kind of saying, you know what? We're gonna tap out. And it hurt. It, it felt this like somebody is- had a shotgun and was like just taking out our soaps yearly, one by right. one. Guiding Light not- was the first one. Then the next year was As the World and Turns. turns. Yeah. My children. And then it was one I was to talking look. to a friend <laughs> and I was telling him about how I was like, you can tell when the writers or producers or whoever are not passionate about what they're doing. And the soaps that have sometimes lag it's because i feel like the writers are just like this is just a paycheck and the audience is they're not going to care they make up some stupid thing and try to make us you know act like we don't care smart enough. i mean, I mean is real like they need to take a break and right. swap like that's why i'm well i mean like with gone light i will say that <sighs> me personally and i i think you know, you, you you said something where you, you understand that as the show, you can tell when the show is like kind of just like, you know, because like, people stop hearing. I can tell when Dana Hagley was writing days or One Life to Live. Well, or you D- know, is it Dina? Dina, Dana Hagley. Yeah. But here's the thing about Dina, and I will say this I feel as though, okay, let me just address this gone light thing because I feel as though Ellen Wheeler said it the best at Palin Center, which I think you can see it on YouTube. A lot of people fault her for how the show went downhill. To me, I think she was trying to do like any executive producer and trying to find ways to save the show so it could continue on until somebody else comes along and picks it back up. I think with Gone Light writers, they were still telling good story. They really were telling good stories and they were trying to make it like it was back in the day. When they brought, you know, they when I say they were trying to do whatever they t- needed to to do, they brought Philip Spaulding back because, you know, I remember when they brought him back. You know, that was a big deal to have Grant Alexander come back. 
you had David Andrew McDonald who played Edmund. You had Tom Pelfrey coming back. You had certain characters like Michelle and Danny coming back. You had brought back the Bowers after a, a kind of a, I don't want to say a hiatus, but they weren't the main focus point, you know, anymore of the show. Um, you you had, um, you, you know, you start to put things together. You start telling some, some new stories. They was doing whatever they could to stay on. And I also... I know I applaud them for that. Yeah, I applaud I just, them for everything. The, the, net, I, the, network, the network. And that was the problem that I had was the network because at that time like I know, want my network to be supportive. You know, support yeah, like how day NBC has been supportive of days here. And it, and it and it and it took a long time for NBC to do that. And I well, just want people Sony. to know. And yeah, Sony. I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that like with CBS with Procter and Gamble, and I'll just say this with the Procter and Gamble soaps because I have to include NBC with this too with Another World. Another World was not getting as much. Pl- I mean, okay, let me take this back. NBC soaps. There was always that struggle because they were going up against CBS and ABC soaps. And NBC, you know, the door, like, I mean, Search for Tomorrow was a Procter & Gamble soap. And they were going up against another Procter & Gamble soap, which was Gone Light. And it was going up against General Hospital. And then they started to lose focus. I mean, we all know that, you know, Search for Tomorrow started out on CBS and then mm-hmm. it came over to NBC and a certain man named Brian Franz don't <laughs> you know he decided what's best for business quote unquote and but Procter & Gamble also kind of was just like well it's not pulling in what we want so we'll you know split then you did have so NBC is out of the Procter & Gamble thing well mm-hmm. stuff for another world another world and days those were the two soaps Another world got more play than days until 98 and then, of course, 99. Because that's when there was this show called Passions that was starting to come up because of the popularity of Days of Our Lives and what Days of Our Lives did. They had a possession storyline. Well, they were bringing in a younger crowd, too, I think, right? Right. Well, because another world... Because another world was trying to do that. Like here, here's where I will say this person's name, Jill Phelps, was trying to bring in a new demographic for another world. Another world at that time, because during that period of the '90s, now things was cool. You had a shorter, edgy opening. You had um, the Merrill's Place uh, era. You had. You know, again, like the cool, like we're we're teen scene, you know, because if you remember another world's opening in the nineties, it was like doing a do like ER type. You know, you had people like turning and looking and stuff. And a lot of remember that one. Right. And you had the teen scene, like they were walking and they was doing like the street pose and everything. And they were trying to compete again with prime time. And Procter and Gamble and NBC, they didn't see eye to eye. So ratings went it wasn't the best but it wasn't like the worst but they was like again they needed to do something and then usher in passions and well and what's weird about passions is the younger demographic for it i'm like uh half the time they're in school right well that was the same thing for sunset beach sunset Mm -hmm. beach for me came on at 11 o'clock in the morning how was i right 
Like, how was I supposed to watch Sunset <laughs> Beach at 11 o'clock if I'm in biology class, unless I had a substitute who would let me see it? And I did. Uh, you told us about this, yeah. So, you know, shout out to myself. And then, of course, they moved it from 11 o'clock in the morning until, like, one something in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and I had to record it. You wow. know, for those who were wondering, recording me. I think what also hurts, too, is the networks don't realize. They didn't care. A lot of people went back after the 90s had to start working. You didn't just have your mom staying home with your right. dad. Going, you, know, you, had like, you had a lot going on in the 90s. You had a lot going I mean, obviously, everybody. I mean, UK, yeah. UK soaps are in what we consider we prime, time. prime time. Yeah, and I mean. They're doing very well. Well, and not only that, but with the UK soaps, and I'm just going to say Holly Oaks for crying out loud, because everybody oh, who I knows me knows that Holly Oaks is my, is my jam. That's okay. mine too. Everyone makes fun of me yeah. from the. They're like, "Oh, we that's not the sub." I'm like, "I love it." Let me tell you something. Holly the Oaks is are my family. <laughs> Don't get me started about that family. I want to be adopted so bad. <laughs> I'm already I'm already petitioning to be on something or somewhere. But I feel as though like you bring up a good point about the '90s. Okay, the '90s, like I said, including gone like everybody was trying to do something to kind of make a uh, make a name for themselves that you know this was the soap that had the cloning this was the soap that had the devil possession this was the soap that was set in port charles but at night oh my god they got vampires you know you had all that kind of stuff it also didn't help though that true like us getting a look into real life crimes in the courtroom Right, also, you had the you had the birth real life. Right, you had the birth of reality television. You know, yeah. it goes back to MTV with the real world. I mean, here's I'm going to say this: the city on ABC gave birth to the real world, and if you understood that, you know, because of the way they were filmed, it was the same mm-hmm. filming. But you had the reality television. You had people with jobs. You had cable. Premium channels was now basic cable. Technically, you had the O.J. Simpson trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had people, people, were, people were watching the same. Thank God, so right. Good. People, no. people, people were starting to look elsewhere for entertainment, and you felt bad for the sub community because they, you know, and it's it's crazy. The 90s was O.J. Simpson. Two years ago, it was Corona, the shutdown. So you had these writers who was like, okay, what do we, we can't do the same thing now. We have to do something to get the viewers that, that are still with our show to stay, but also get more viewers so we can stay on ground i talk and, to people yeah. i'll tell them about my podcast i'm like oh yeah we cover a lot of soaps and you know we still cover days and people go oh that's still on i'm like right i wish you would market nbc because it looks <laughs> like they're like oh yeah, i used to watch that. like they get excited about you like they used to watch it they get excited. i'm like they might watch it if they knew it was still around i yeah. mean if anybody who knows me knows that's that's my biggest pet peeve was the fact that nbc does not promote just like with cbs they didn't promote as well turns and gone light the way that they would promote young and Russell's and bold and i understood that i got that as you know even when i was younger i understood that it's like okay young and Russell's is your number one show hallelujah young Bold and the restless was football guiding light and as the world turns was the it was lacrosse it was lacrosse <laughs> it was literally lacrosse. but the thing was is that you know i look i remember 
I remember when they did promote Guy Light and as the Walters. And I think it was the 2004-2005 season where during the daytime Emmys, they had the Procter & Gamble Award, the fan, the fan couple award. And a lot of people will say it was rigged because, well, it was on CBS. <laughs> the couple that won was from a Procter & Gamble soap, which was Gus and Harley. But they had, like, took ads out. You know, Procter Gamble had these ads out for them. And they did promote them. They were trying to get, towards the later years, they were trying to get some some people. By they, I mean CBS. Because CBS understood, you know, now we're, we're getting into a, 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 a year that a lot of primetime shows, they, if after the first three episodes, guess what? Bye. You were canceled. You yeah. had a lot of you had a lot of new shows, reality shows. I, you know, you had the Kardashians. You had another Real World. You had um, what was it? The Hills. You had um, all these other shows that were starting to compete. And not for nothing, you also had something called Soapnet. So See, I think the reason ABC is afraid to do Pine Valley is they're afraid it's going to be really successful. And then it's like, oh, see, you're wrong for taking it off. They have to admit they were wrong. (laughs) I'm going to say something that's going to be so controversial coming from me. (laughs) I think I think if they do go through with Pine Valley, there's going to be a problem. Because one, it's not going to be every single day. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a a primetime show. Yeah. That's where you got your first problem at. You also have the All My Children fans who are going to hope and pray that Pine Valley is directed for them. But you um, also got to understand, too, is Pine Valley also is, is going to try to accommodate the fans of the old, but their main objective is getting the new. Yeah, and that's the pro- that's going to be their biggest test because if you don't pull somebody in like a newer viewer, right now look, check this out. Old viewers are going to watch. <laughs> it ain't going to be you know people going to be like tuning in to see you know Kelly Ripper going to be like, uh huh, okay, let's see if Susan Lucci come on. Okay, you everybody's going to watch. Just like with right. Beyond Salem, everybody was all on Beyond Salem. Everybody, well, Beyond Salem, I will say this: with Beyond Salem, I think their big thing was, and I know a lot of people was like really up, like up in arms about it. NBC is under the NBC Universal umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. Bravo is one of their networks. Bravo has the Real Housewives. So it made sense for them to pull from that big franchise two of their biggest stars that came from days to help market this to the bigger, bigger crowd. Because there were some people who never saw Days of Our Lives before, but they knew who Lisa Renner was. They knew who Eileen Davis was, and they came aboard and watched that. There were Mm. some people who was like, wait, this show's still on. Like you said, Aaron, that was like, oh, let me check this out because it was something new. Days of Our Lives has never done a a spinoff. You've always had, you know, you know, like all my children had, well, you know, the, the online reboots. You had other shows that did certain things, but this was a big deal. And mm-hmm. so with Pine Valley, 
their biggest thing is going to be now, yeah, you have Agnes Nixon's son, Robert, you have Kelly, you have Marx, you do have the basics. But you also, their biggest thing is going to be how do we, you know, attract new viewers, but also have the old viewers be satisfied. And that's going to be the big thing. And not for nothing, it's going to also depend on the time and day. Because yeah. if you have it on during, like, uh, again, I see, uh, I see it as a order, Sunday, Sunday show is what I see. I'm going to be as. honest. If it's on Sunday, I don't think I'm going to be honest. I, I would, I, at first, I had said Thursday night, right after Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Mm. Because you have that Grey's Anatomy audience, but then you have that Station 28 or 9 or whatever, that, that Northwest Station 19. I'm sorry. Well, Sunday was a good night for soaps for them. Desperate Housewives. Right, it was. But, but, but how long ago was that? You see what I'm saying? 2012. It's been about only 10 it's, years. It's, it's been 10 years, but you got to understand the audience, the audience, the audience appetite is like this. In the first five minutes, I'll give you an example. On ABC, the show Queens, right? I'm be honest. Nice cast. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I don't know if it's been renewed for season two yet. I know uh-huh. that, um, you know, like on Fox, Fox has some great shows. Um, but if you don't, it, within the first 15 minutes, if you don't grab me as a viewer, especially a new viewer, because I don't know nothing about Pine Valley, you know, like, you know, just, I'm just pretending to be a new viewer. But well, you hype this all up. You yeah. do like I did. And you start with a bang. I always give a show three episodes. Today's a new day, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 It better not be four having a day till the next episode. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you're going to have to. I mean, look, with Gone Light, <laughs> like everybody, if you ask any Gone Light fan, and this is actually the truth, if they would have held on for one more year, one more year, there was a pretty good chance that they would have went over to another service. Yeah. If they would have held out for one more year. And the thing is, is that to be canceled, you had to hit a low of 1.6. Gone Light was 1.7 when they got canceled. I remember, and no, no, no shade against Gone Light, no shade whatsoever. But I remember thinking, oh my God, when they're canceled, my second favorite soap becomes the last. <laughs> Because Passions was just like right above Gotting Line. Yep, yep. We were taking them out one by one, and then we had four. And then well, like, oh, well, the thing yeah. is, it's like, well, the thing with As the World Turns, and I don't know if anybody knew this, but As the World Turns got renewed. And then literally a couple weeks later, they got canceled. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks, wow. Les Munoz. <clears throat> Sorry, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. My bad. No, did they say, take say the it, renewal or did they play out that renewal? They um kind of threw that out. Oh. Which which kind of hurt because literally it was you heard about the Asimov Turn renewal and everything, because everybody was so happy, but so sad about Gone Light, especially the day that we heard it, April 1st. Mm-hmm. Of all days. And then, you know, ride out to the finale, you know, September 18th. 
And then you heard about Asphalt Turns. Yay. Then that December, December, January, heard about Asphalt Turns being canceled. It was like, what? And then, of course, the following year, ABC felt the wrath. And it was like, seriously? But, unlike, you know, and that's what I say about Procter & Gamble is Procter & Gamble was looking at ABC at the soaps that transitioned over to online. They wanted to see if it worked because, as we, like I said, Don Light, if uh, they would have survived one more year, if they would have, somebody would have made it a 30-minute a format yeah. and put it online. And I think knowing that and knowing the experiments that, you know, all my children one life to live did and people was looking to see how that was going to work and how beyond Salem broke that mold beyond Salem did it. They did with, you know, to make that transition for the future, but with gone light, it still, it still hurts. It still hurts because it was like an unfair, like all the soaps were unfairly canceled in my opinion, but gone light because you saw gone light tried their best to get back on top, and they did. They really did. They were telling some solid stories, you know. And like you, you know, like we was just saying. I mean, you brought the Bowers back, Danny and Michelle, you know, in a whole new light, um, you know. And then you start thinking about the memorable storylines that kind of got them to that point, and. It's just, it's one of those things. It's like, that's why I said when I was watching these episodes, I was like, oh my, oh my God, like, yes! This is why, this is why that show was that show. It was like, <laughs> it, it had everything. And, you know, I don't want to say that you could tell when the show was like slouching. Cause I mean, there was some, there was a, there was a certain year in storyline that well, I, I didn't have amnesia for. I don't it, remember. It's fair that a soap's going to have some down. I mean, they have to create stories for year round. So, of course, right. time that yeah. life is just peaks and valleys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, you're going okay. to bring in a Daniel Jonas and put on with everyone. It's just not going to work. Who? And then you're going to have to send them away. Who? 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 <laughs> That's Who? the worst example I had. So, I had to Who? pull it out. Oh, I, I had another one, but I'm going to let that one go because I, who? Like, dang, 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 Daniel. There's a Daniel. On days, apparently. Okay. Are you sure it was in summer? Oh. <laughs> um, I liked her better. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Candace. Not a problem. For being our guiding light through this episode. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was a good one. I like that. I like that one. That was good. I like that. <laughs> Um, we're definitely going to keep watching this this clone story. So if you want to join us again at any time to talk oh more gosh. about it. <laughs> when you guys get to that one scene about the young and the restless, you both need to call me. Because that was, that was the moment where, and, th- and keep in mind, there was no spoilers at that time. There was it was just you watching it, and then all of a sudden when it happens, you're like, <laughs> wait, wait, rewind, like, <laughs> and no, and especially knowing now that Robert's on there, it's kind of just the funniest thing. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. look at that show, telling the future, telling the future for years to come. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, as always, check us out on all the socials at Queers and Soaps. And where could they find you, Candace? Okay, so you can find me everywhere at Candy Pool on Twitter, at CandyMag82 on Insta. Of course, you guys can hear my voice on So Party 411, Take Two Radio, and of course, this audio soap that, uh, that comes on every Monday, forever and a day. You can find right. us on Facebook. On- Wait, what's that? No, I'm so it's just it's this show that 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 happily features two char- two two actors who was on Don Light. Actually, uh, it was three. Actually, it was I four. thought you were talking about us for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just gonna plug our episode. My Tori well, Spelling. Well, well, wait a minute. So I guess I guess I can can I I guess I can reveal this. But um, so for for Evan today, I can I can do it. A little tease, a little, a little like spoiler, but these two, these two are a part of it. And when that episode's come out, we'll definitely, you know, let everybody know. But they were fantastic. I smell, I smell, I smell, I smell, I smell awards. I mean, it, I, was, I was as good as Tori Spelling in Malibu Shores. Listen, I had a four episode arc. <laughs> and I. Tommy's like, I'm going to tell everybody how many episodes. You got to leave something to the imagination. But yeah, you got to fight. You got to hear me on Friday the day. He's in episode four of mine, and he has like three, he has three lines, and I had him do two. And I was like, okay, you're done. He's like, wait, I have one more line. Right. <laughs> he was not letting it go. See, he was having, he was having his he was having his Reva Shane moment. He was feeling Reva Shane at that time. And he was like, he's like, yes, I am the Reva Shane of the show. Nobody else. But yeah. Well, congratulations on the nomination. Oh, yes. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm still, you know what? That is still like, I'm still processing that. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it's like, say what? Say what is it? Like, what? Like, but I'm gonna just predict this right now because I'm such good at this. I predict next year I will be hearing somebody's name, Aaron's name, and I'm gonna hear dream. And look, look, take it from somebody who's dreamed so big. And what was it? Two weeks ago? Two weeks? Three weeks ago? Almost? When I heard that Forever Today got two nominations for the Indie Series Awards. I literally cried. And yes, we do have that reaction caught on video. It will be posted so everybody can see the ugly cry. <laughs> I, I did. I did. The, I was like, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did the Reba Shane cry, actually. If that happened to me, you'd see me spin out of this chair. <laughs> I almost thought I was going to drop. That's what I I was like, oh, my God. It's like, But no, I predict good things for your show. Oh, and um, I, It's I amazing. Was, it's amazing. This show is amazing. You guys bring yeah. it all the time. And thank you that so much so for much having stuff. me. I know. The so queen of soap. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the queen of soap podcast, but I just like, <laughs> I like to talk about soaps. Um, so, you know, I don't but. think anyone can compete. Before we started doing podcasting, I thought I knew a lot about soaps. <laughs> I'm like, He's like, am I a fan? I don't think I am. I was like, am I a fan of my shows? Because I don't like. <laughs> w- Someone made a joke in about Sunset Beach. Was like, I don't think there's as much as fans as we are. I was like, 
oh my gosh. I was like, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm only on three weeks. I'm, I'm t- oh, you only on three weeks of sunset? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just finished the last four, the last, the fourth week. No, we're on week three, I think. Uh, we watched three episodes. That's four weeks. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. y'all didn't get to a. <laughs> we we, we plan on watching the whole thing, so we're gonna. I'm, we're gonna get I'm telling you right now, like, like I said. Sunset Beach, because of who, because, you know, everybody has some kind of feeling towards Josh Griffin, Pratt, and Guza. I always say this, even though I can't, I can't for writing purposes, like some, some of the writers, you know, but I will say that was a masterpiece. And I will say that I cannot believe it's been 25 years since that show. Well, watching it, I'm just like, how did... Like I, I love passions. We know right. I love passions. Right. I love passions for what it is, not for right. Yeah. yeah. Uh because yes, it's very problematic, but the characters, <laughs> the actors, I love them. Right. Uh, but how did Sunset Beach not last as long as passions? Because you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you the shortest answer possible. It That's was not on possible, the... Candace. Oh, oh, trust me, oh, trust me, it is. <laughs> Sunset Beach was on at the wrong time uh, when well, it should have yeah. been in prime time. It really, I mean, I give Aaron Spelling his props for trying to do a daytime soap, but I always Man. say this stick to your format because that was prime time. Prime time, you own that. Like, you own that. It would have been on my network TV when they were doing their little thing. That would have been like, they would have been. No, <laughs> I would say this. Look, you know, sadly, you know, there was a show called Malibu Shores that didn't survive because of the 96 Olympics. And we're going to let that go. I'm going to let love in and everything. <laughs> but, but, but if it, well, here's the thing if it wasn't for Malibu Shores, Sunset Beach, some of the people wouldn't be on that show anyway. But that's another show. That's another topic for another Malibu day. Shores, Pat, or uh, Doggy. Paddle they doggy paddle so Sunset Beach can float and swim. Yeah. But I will say that if Sunset Beach was on Saturday nights or Friday, it would have um, lasted a bit longer because to me, Sunset Beach was more prime time. It was. Than daytime. Like I said, I give Aaron Spelling his props because he was trying to do a William J. Bell. But stick into your lane, which was you literally from 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even now. You you own prime time like that was your thing. Oh, Aaron yeah. Spelling Productions. Everywhere you look, Aaron Spelling Productions. Aaron Spelling, Darian Star. But you know Charles Pratt. Charles Pratt is somebody else who was is really good. Look, there's sometimes he's done good in, in daytime, but his main is prime time. You know he has a, a show on Disney Plus that just got renewed for a second year and it's really good. Um, yeah. But you know, but Sunset Beach. Ooh, wait till you get to the thick of it. Mm. <laughs> we can't I'm wait. Ready. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you get too. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on all the socials. And until next time, have a great night. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>